Welcome to Authenticity, which is all about shaping high performance workplace culture. My name is Simon Tyson, and in my role as CEO of The Real Learning Experience, I've been working with organizations for nearly 30 years, helping them create exceptional workplaces. As a leader, you know the daily effort needed to create a culture that produces great results and in which team members and customers are happy. Those things do not happen by accident. The journey isn't always easy, and that's why this podcast exists. Make sure you subscribe as we share our experiences and strategies to help you transform the workplace culture you have into the workplace culture you want. Hi, listeners, and welcome back to Authenticity, Transforming Workplace Cultures. Today, we have one of our bonus format episodes, which we call Front Page Leadership. This format addresses topical subjects within the media that have a strong underlying leadership message within. We take the headlines and the stories and we discuss and extract the leadership lessons to be learned for our listeners. Before we move on to today's topic, I would like to welcome my co-host, Simon Tyson. Thank you, Kira Lee, and excited to talk today and, and look exactly as you say, for We have a lot of listeners in Australia, but we also have a lot overseas who may not necessarily be current with some of the news. And I want to reassure all of our listeners, whether you care about the subject of the story we're going to discuss or not, for us, we move past that. What we're interested in is what happened from a leadership perspective and what can the leaders listening to this podcast learn from it and, and be a better leader themselves. Absolutely. So, I guess to start off with, we'll start with the, the facts of the topic of today's episode. Yeah, a bit of background, a bit of context, yeah. Yeah, I, I, just to, to name it up here, we recorded this episode a couple of days ago and we had to re-record it because I was too intense and the last <laughs> person who was too intense in their job ended up losing that job, which is actually the subject of today's podcast episode. So I'll let Kira Lee yeah. tell you more about that background. So today's uh, topic is, again, around cricket and we don't want to sound like um, – this is a, a format that we're going to be concentrating on cricket, but uh, Cricket Australia has given us some leadership lessons over the summer. So we will take um, advantage of that where we can to, to take it and discuss the leadership topics that arise. So on Sunday, after a long-winded few weeks and even months, the media reported that the Australian cricket coach, Justin Langer, had resigned from his position. Uh, Cricket Australia had offered him an extension to his contract, which I think deep down they knew he was never going to take, and as a result, he resigned. Um, The facts around that, I guess, are that Cricket Australia, the staff and some players decided that they needed a change of leadership and some different leadership styles. Uh, JL... I guess has had some great success. JL being the coach, Justin yes, Langer for being those. The coach, Justin Langer like, yeah. has had great success over his tenure as coach, um, and it's, it kind of came to a head from there. We're not going to concentrate too much on what happened and how it happened. What we're going to do is take some of the leadership failures and leadership lessons that we have been able to identify and chat more about that. So, Simon, do you want to come in on Excellent. on that aspect? 
Yeah, absolutely. And look, I, I actually don't have a particularly strong opinion on whether he should have kept his job or, or lost his job. I, I, I think we don't know enough about cricket. We don't know enough about the team. We're not close enough to the situation to know that. And there are other people, we have the Grandstand Cricket Podcast, who've discussed that from a, a much more educated perspective than we can. What I'm really concerned about is some of the leadership behaviour that we've seen. And I've got really strong opinions on that. Uh, and in particular, I want to talk about three things today. Um, one is what I've called omelettes and broken eggs. And it's really about getting outcomes and still being expected not to upset people. The second is the unenviable position of being a, a middle manager, being anyone but the most senior manager. And the third is the need for courage and integrity in leadership. So, Maybe I'll kick off with the first one, which you know it was the one I talked about, omelettes and broken eggs. Again, a little bit of context, and, and, and I don't want to talk about the, the cricket aspect of this so much as the context. Four years ago, the Australian team cheated. Um, they cheated um, quite blatantly. They cheated in, in disgraceful circumstances. They were an embarrassment to themselves and to the country and to every cricket lover. They got caught. Um, and there was significant turnover in um, senior staff. The captain was suspended, the coach quit, etc. And the Justin Langer, the coach who has just resigned, was brought in to help fix that culture. Now, I want our listeners to imagine, forget the cricket, imagine you as a leader were brought into an organisation where they said, look, the staff have been caught stealing or they've been caught lying to customers um, or they've been caught doing something else that basically involved being a cheat. As a manager coming into that situation, there's no chance that you can deal without that without having to tell some people some things they don't want to hear, that that sort of behaviour doesn't occur by chance. It occurs because there's a culture that allows that sort of behaviour to occur. And, you know, the outcomes, the values, the whole perspective gets blurred. And in that blur, it felt to the Australian cricket team or certain players within it that it was okay to cheat to win. Um, in organisations, sometimes people feel it's okay to engage in unethical behaviour to get an outcome. The culture supports that. That was That's the problem. It doesn't happen in isolation. So, Justin Langer came in and was asked to deal with that and it's inconceivable that anyone could believe he could do that without upsetting some people who he held, held accountable for unacceptable behaviour uh, without upsetting some people who got feedback they didn't like but was necessary nonetheless. And so my concern here is that are the people who don't think he should be there anymore, the players or the staff members, and I, my understanding is there's a small number, are they people he's upset because he's told them things they need to hear. It's it's possible, by the way, they're people for whom, whom his leadership style no longer works, and, and, and this may be a good decision. But the very fact that there's so much coverage around he, he upsets some people 
worries me. Because if a manager spends their time, if a leader spends their time trying not to upset people, they won't do the things they need to do. They won't have the conversations they need to have. They won't hold people accountable. So that that worries me. What 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 are your thoughts on that, Kiralee? Simon, I really like your analogy of you can't have omelets without broken eggs. And I think a lot of um, managers that we deal with and leadership teams that we deal with, but a lot of managers that I've worked with previously as well, there's a real hesitation to break the eggs. And yeah. For a number of reasons, whether that's not their leadership style, whether they're not supported by the culture or whether it's a culture where that accountability has just never happened, but it's not a reason to continue not to break the eggs. And that's, I guess, what what I think about now is what is the expectation now that they're leading? If they need a change of leadership style, Absolutely. And I think anyone that has been managed by someone or managed by a number of different people over their careers will see that no two managers are the same and no two managers have the same leadership styles. But I just wonder why why, why the need. Like they've said that it's collaboration and if that's the case, then that's great. But I, don't, I hope that that collaboration doesn't come at a please don't break the eggs. Yeah, at a, at, a, at a don't upset anyone, for goodness sake. Yeah, let let right. me be really clear. As a leader, don't break the eggs unless you need an omelette. But if you yeah. need an omelette, you've got to break the eggs. So it's not about going around and, and, and hassling people and holding them accountable and being tough for the sake of being tough. It, it's doing what you need to do, even though it might have an outcome that not everyone's comfortable with. And look, I've been in this situation before where I have blatantly looked at a board and said, you're going to have to choose. You want this cultural change, but you don't want anyone upset. You don't want any splashback. You choose. You can have one of those two things, but you can't have both. And there's been another great example in the media just over the last few days. Um, again, a sporting one, a different sport, but um, and again, for those listeners not uh, familiar with Australian football, there's a team here in our top league who hadn't achieved very much for quite a number of years, who had probably underachieved given the talent they had available, and there had to be cultural issues there. Now, they've been going through a, a change process, quite a deliberate change, a culture change process, and it has paid some dividends in that they won the premiership for the first time in I don't know how many years, but 40 or 50 last year. It's just come out that on the eve of the season – there were rumblings about the coach. And what I was really pleased about there is the board and senior management have come out and said, yes, there were, but we fully support the coach. And I want to be clear, if the coach had bullied people, I would expect the coach to be held accountable. But when the coach has pissed people off by holding them accountable, by giving them feedback, by telling them that their performance or their attitude's not where it needs to be, if that's upset people, then it's fantastic to see the senior leadership and the board get behind the coach and say, well, actually, that's their job. Sometimes they've got to tell you those things because if they only tell you what you want to hear all the time, then they're not a leader. They're not doing what they need to do. And I, and I think the difference there was it was a very clear indication that the culture supports those honest conversations and the culture supports the way that their coach was whatever he whatever he was doing in the way he was going about it. And interesting since then the captain of that club has come out and said um, I think one of the one of the criticisms they had was that he 
was going and having a beer with the players um, during the season at different stages. And he's come out and said, um, I will continue to have a beer with my boss. I will continue to have a beer with my coach because has anyone thought that that's actually what led to the success that we had? That's the relationship we formed and, you know, there's more to it. And I think that to me when I read that, I, I was like it's so much deeper than how it appears on the surface. But they had the um, the courage to, to own it and go, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. But our culture supports this and and we're prepared yeah. to stand by it. We wanted an omelette and yeah. we knew there'd be some, some eggs broken that's in the right. process and we're, we're prepared to hold the line on that. We're not prepared yeah. to tolerate inappropriate behaviour. So no, hold people accountable, right. accountable but do it respectfully. But assuming you do that, we've got your back. And then a leader yeah. can go out and have the courage to deal with the stuff they need to deal with without worrying about what's happening behind them. So let's move on to the second one, which is the unenviable position of any middle manager. And when I say middle manager, I mean everyone who's in a management position who's not the ultimate boss. Because sometimes in that situation, you have to live with the decisions of the organisation or of a more senior leader And you've got to own them, even if you might not agree with them. And what's happened in this situation, I guess where the lesson comes from with the the cricket analogy we're talking about, is the captain has copped enormous flack for not coming out and making statements about what he believes should happen and so on. My point is, if a middle-level manager did that in any other organisation, if they came out and undermined the board, or if they came out and publicly campaigned for one of their peers, who the coach was, Um, there's no direct line reporting there, but one of their peers to be sacked or not sacked would call that toxic. So why is it any different in this situation? And I think what it highlights for me is that unenviable position that we all find ourselves in, that sometimes we have to own decisions we wouldn't have made. And the test for me is this. Did the captain in any other organization, did that middle-level manager go in and provide honest feedback, honest and courageous feedback? Did they have an opportunity to give their opinion? And did they do that with integrity? And if they did that, then that's all behind closed doors. And then they come out and, and have a united front in public. For me, that's the perfect balance. So... Pat Cummins actually, I think, has handled himself with dignity and grace and courage. And I think he's a really young leader and he should be commended for the way he's handled this, despite what the online trolls say, because let's face it, keyboard warriors with no no accountability can say anything and behave incredibly badly. And that's what we've seen. But What else was he supposed to do? The only thing I would like him to say, and again, a great lesson for managers, is instead of saying, instead of trying to play the middle road as he did and, and, and as he did to with, I think, a fair bit of success, perhaps he could have said explicitly, I've had an honest conversation with the coach and told them exactly what I think. I've had an honest conversation with the senior leadership, with the board, and told them exactly what I think. And that's where it stays because that's a private discussion. They've given me that opportunity. I've spoken honestly. 
And that's where that stays. Next question. That would be the only mistake he's made in my view. And if that's the biggest mistake he's made, it's not even really a mistake. It's a learning from a guy who's been in a senior leadership position for a very small amount of time and been asked to deal with stuff that's, you know, most leaders don't have to deal with in their career. And I guess that's the lesson that uh, any middle managers listening to the episode right now can take from that in, in that situation is to have that honest conversation with those people that doesn't necessarily have to be in front of team members. It, it's an honest conversation in privacy if needed, but just so that the cards are laid out on the table and that the communication is clear. And when team members complain that um, oh, you're just saying what the boss has asked you to say, the response is, I was asked for feedback. I had the opportunity to give that feedback. I gave it courageously and honestly, and that's where that conversation will stay. Um, and it's okay to take that position because the opposite to that is every person coming out saying, oh, well, I don't agree with this, but it's what we've got to do anyway. And then we end up with a fragmented toxic culture. So sometimes yeah. we've just got to accept that we can't please everyone because we have this voyeuristic need to know, well, what did you think, Pat Cummins, or what did this person say? Or what did, to be honest, that's private business between them. And as I say, I believe he's handled himself with dignity, grace, and courage. And if, if leaders watch his press conference, I think it's a great lesson. And he was really honest in that press conference, which we'll come to in a minute. But um, I found the way he expressed himself um, highly admirable. Should we move on to the third topic? Definitely. Now, this is the one where my intensity got the better of me last time, and I'm not sure I'm going to do much better this time. <laughs> um, um, and again, a bit of, for, the, for those listeners who didn't read about it, one of the things Justin Langer, the, the Australian cricket coach, was accused of was being too intense. So that's why I joked at the beginning that uh, I don't dare be too intense because I don't want to lose my job. Um, I had written down that I thought the Australian, the leaders at Australian cricket lacked courage or had behaved with a lack of courage. When I saw Pat Cummins come out and do that press conference, the damage control press conference on his own, I crossed that word lack of courage out and wrote down gutless because I am staggered that, that, that he would be sent out there to explain the decisions of more senior managers and that they didn't have the integrity and the courage to step out there themselves. Now, I fully acknowledge that I'm interpreting this from a distance. I don't know the inside facts and maybe there's more that we're not seeing, but that's absolutely the perception at the moment that they've sold him down the river and he's had to step up to do something they didn't have the courage to do themselves. The lesson for senior managers out there is you've got to own your decisions. They may not be popular, but you have to own them. Uh, one of the things I would have loved them to do is come out and be explicit about the reasons and say, we actually think that a coach shouldn't coach for more than four years, or we actually think his coaching style is not right for the team in this way, this way, and this way, and that's why we made the decision. And people might criticise them for their rationale, but they wouldn't criticise them for their courage. Right now, they're being criticised for their courage, which is much closer to their integrity than their rationale. So 
spell it out. Own your decision. Don't expect it to be popular, but but accept that because sometimes leaders have to make unpopular decisions and we shouldn't shy away from it and we absolutely shouldn't hide between uh, behind lower level managers. So Pat Cummins is explaining the rationale for offering a six-month contract, effectively sacking someone who's not his direct report. I, tell me another organisation where that would not be ridiculed. Absolutely. And it seems to be a little bit of a pattern forming in the culture of Cricket Australia after some of the happenings over the summer as well, which leads to the question of a lot deeper culture issues than just the coach issue that they've had in the past week. The failure to have people's backs, the failure to be honest, the hiding behind corporate speak and bullshit, to be honest. They, they yeah. need to... Um, they need to show some honesty, and if that if they believe they're showing honesty, then they need to step over this side of the line and look back because that's not the way it looks. It looks like they are playing politics, and when people play to- politics, they they lose the faith of of everyone watching them. Uh, in this case, they're playing it out in public, which is even harder, um, but but intensifies the need for courage and, int- and integrity. So, in summary, Simon, the three leadership lessons that we're taking from the happenings of the past week? When you're making omelettes, you're going to break some eggs. And if you're the one breaking eggs, it's tough. Uh, But don't be surprised when some people are not happy with you. That's just the reality. It doesn't mean you're doing a bad job. If you're the manager of someone who's breaking some eggs to make you the omelette you've asked for, have their back. Hold them accountable to doing it respectfully and not breaking eggs they don't need to break. But have their back when someone's upset about being given feedback, being held accountable um, for something they needed to get the feedback for or need you to be accountable to. The second one is that if you are in that middle manager range, um, sometimes you are going to have to deal or, or convey decisions that you might disagree with. But to be honest, your team shouldn't know whether you agree or disagree. You've got to own the decision that's part of belonging to an organisation. What your obligation is, is to insist that you have the opportunity to, to give your feedback and have, have a say and be heard and have the courage to be honest about that. But also then have the, the integrity to say, okay, I've had my say, but now I'm going to go out and, and own the decision, whether it was the one I would have made or not. And the third is own your decisions. So particularly for senior leaders, have the courage to own your decisions and your, the reason you made them. Allow people to criticize you for your rationale rather than your integrity. They're the three big lessons for me. Yes, and if look, if anyone wants to send me some feedback about my integrity, I'll do my best to take it on board. And, and uh, you know, just on that point, um, sorry, Kiralee, I interrupted you. No, I was just going to say I think it's a good decision to re-record because the intensity has decreased a lot. And and this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we recorded last time right after I watched Pat Cummins give that press conference, and I was staggered that it had happened. Um, the other thing I wanted to say: lack of courage. Offering Justin Langer a six-month contract renewal was basically forcing him to resign rather than having the integrity and the courage to look him in the eye and say, you're not the person for the job. And as I said, I don't have an opinion on that. I do. I've got a very mild mild opinion on that. 
probably, I think, he might not be the right guy for the job anymore. So, which sort of flies in the face of what I said before. That's, but that's my very mild opinion. Have the integrity to tell him that. Don't make give him an offer that he's go, that you know he'll react to by resigning and save you doing the dirty work. And again, it's that lack of courage. So, and any organisation needs change of leadership styles. You can't have just the same leadership style and have the courage to own that and have the courage to have that conversation and don't just try to push someone out and make lack of courage decisions so that they're the ones that have to um, make the decision to suit what you have in mind for the way you move forward. I think that's that's a massive lesson for anybody in a leadership role. And that change of leadership style can come about through human growth and development. So someone in that role who's got a certain style style decides that yeah I need to change my style here to continue getting the best out of the out of the group and they change or they say actually the need what what this needs is not really something I'm I, I can or want to bring um, and therefore there's a change of personnel it doesn't always have to be a change of personnel it could be the decision of a person to say I need to change in order mm. to still be relevant to this group and that's the reality that's the reality of workplaces Absolutely. Well, thank you for today, Simon, and um, look forward to the next time we record. Thanks for listening to Authenticity, shaping high-performance workplace culture. If this episode has provided you with strategies, insights, or inspiration, head to your favourite podcasting app and make sure you subscribe to be notified of future episodes. To get a sense of how your current culture measures up, you can take our Authentimeter a free online assessment. It will take you about 10 minutes and give you an indicator of exactly how authentic your culture is. You can find that at authenticity.com.au forward slash podcast.